Hello, welcome to a Thursday episode of the State of the Nova Nation. I'm Eugene Repay. He's Chris Dantial, and we're in self-quarantine. Not that like anything bad happened to us, but what a weird week it's been. Honestly, the Big East tournament did not feel like a week ago. It's kind of crazy. You know, this time last week we were talking about, oh man, getting pumped for the opening round matchup. We're going to go face off against DePaul, fresh off an upset. And then everything changed so drastically, so suddenly from a packed or a well-attended Wednesday night opening round doubleheader to no fans allowed for the following day to every college basketball tournament shutting down and canceling right before tip-off to the Big East being stubborn, playing one half of college basketball before calling the game, calling the tournament, and now the season as a whole. Chris, how have you been holding up, man? It was kind of a weird anticlimactic way to go out, and there's definitely a lot of people hurting right now mm. because what started as the Ivy League, as everyone's saying, oh, my God, they're overreacting, looks like those smarty pants are always ahead of the curve, and everyone from the high schools to pros have pretty much shut down from left and right. Yeah, not to sound like a broken cliche that I'm sure everyone's heard this past week, but like this literally this past week, has felt like a decade. It's oh, felt yeah. several, several years long. I mean, personally, I started a new job on Monday, and that whole week was like a, my head was spinning. And then Thursday happened. Uh, well, Wednesday night happened with Rudy Gobert, and then, and you know, for some reason, and I kind of texted you about this, Eugene. Like when that happened, that just made the virus all that more real for me. I, I don't know why. Like, I don't know why sports would have done that. You would think like, oh, you know, first case in Bergen County. Like, you know, maybe that would have me on a little bit of higher alert. And like where you are, New Rochelle was like basically like on lockdown from the get-go. And it's just like, but like when once like Rudy Gobert got it, the NBA suspended their season. Then you heard the NCAA suspending tournaments. And then I, if you want to, like you can talk about how weird that was that being at the Big East tournament with half of a game being played with them without suspending play. Then you get word that the NCAA tournament's canceled. And then it's like all as all this is coming in, the NHL's canceled, baseball suspended. It's like it's when it realize you realize you were living in like the Matrix. This is so surreal. I can't even put it into words. Like we're sitting here at home right now in our own homes, like locked on in, under key, like social distancing, home. social distancing, man. And, you know, I'm all for not, you know, talking to people, <laughs> but at the same time, this is just incredibly sad. I'm like, I feel so sad, mad, scared, all, all wrapped in the ones. It's just, this is just awful. Awful, awful. I can't believe we're like experiencing this right now. And remember, just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about, oh, the NCAA can uh, cancel tournaments uh, in, with the coronavirus. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe like if it spreads a little bit, yeah, I'd split it over 50%. You even said 2%. And, and now we're, we're living it. And I, I just can't even begin to believe that. Yeah, and it's not even just the NCAA canceling its winter season or its NCAA tournament, but it's already shut down the spring season. So a lot of spring athletes didn't even get to finish halfway through the regular season before everything got, you know, everything was closed up shop. It's bizarre. There's really nothing to compare this to. There's nothing like this. Sure, we've had natural disasters that have thrown people off regionally and they haven't been able to compete but there hasn't been anything like this that anyone can relate to where an entire country, everyone from even peewees, honestly, to the pros shutting down and, you the know, whole with, world shut down. The whole yeah. World shut down. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's, it goes way beyond sports too. I mean, look at everyone, you, you go through these major cities, they're becoming more and more like ghost towns. I mean, my, I know where I live right now. It's been pretty quiet. I, uh, the last time I went to the city, which was a week ago, we were talking about how hype we were, that this is the best time of the year, Big East Tournament Selection Sunday. And then all of a sudden, it just got shut down, just like that. The Wednesday night at Madison Square Garden, it was pretty cool. Everything felt pretty normal. And then midway through that Xavier DePaul game, the Rudy Gobert news came out, and nobody was focusing in on that second game. Like, I know I wasn't. I was constantly refreshing Twitter. I was talking to different athletes texted saw Daryl Reynolds we were talking about how wow we can't even focus on this game no one is focusing in on this game right now it's very unfortunate because it was a pretty good one 
And that was the last full college basketball game that the Big East got to see. And it was a great one. And, you know, DePaul pulled off the upset, but it was so surreal, like you said, Chris. And then with NBA shutting down, it was just the beginning of this domino effect. Sure, the Ivy League was there first, but I think, you know, to have a pro level just completely halt like that, that made it a lot more real. Seeing pro athletes, for some people, it made the virus be a little more tangible. I know when you're younger or whatever the case may be, you know, these guys, they look like celebrities. They're like superheroes sometimes. And then you have Rudy Gobert. Donovan Mitchell, recently KD, a few guys on the Brooklyn Nets. It's crazy. And with sports completely shut down, I don't know how you've been making your time, Chris, but uh, I know for me personally, it's been a lot of reruns. It's been a lot of digging into the archives, looking at old games on YouTube, and also some old highlights, but also just still shock. It's been a week, but it hasn't felt like a week. It's felt like a month. And I, I can't believe that the season just ended with no closure like that. But at the same time, you know, with everyone else being shut down, it really is bigger than sports, bigger than basketball. It's really unfortunate that it just had to happen at this time. Like, if this happened midway through the year, it's like, okay, like, but, you know, right, this is when the anticipation, this is when the excitement is really starting to ramp up. March Madness is just around the corner. Selection Sunday didn't even make it, didn't even make it through. And when I showed up on Thursday – I know a lot of media guys didn't show up. A lot of people, that was when people were starting to get a little more cautious or, you know, their viewpoints. There was a drastic shift in how people viewed the coronavirus threat. So a lot of guys didn't come in, but I was there. All I was there was the bands, limited fans, like maybe less than 100 per school. So Creighton St. John's, they played a game. It was, you know, they still had the video packages on the Jumbotron. They still had music pumping through the arena, but no one was still focused because you saw all the different college basketball tournaments shutting down, even pulling players off, pulling teams off right before tip off for the Big East, It was just a matter of when it was going to happen. Maybe it happened a little later than most people thought it was going to happen, but it just seemed so inevitable. And then once the final decision came out and the announcement was made during halftime, Val Ackerman went on and she cleared the air a little bit more and, why it happened or why it happened a little later than people probably would have liked. But here we are, Chris, the Paul, the winners of the last full college basketball game. St. John's had a Creighton on upset alert. Looks like we could have had a wild Big East tournament. Yeah, it would have been at the expense of Villanova, but you could have had a potential St. John's to Paul final. That would have really been something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, with like, with regards to what you were saying, like obviously like if it was like halfway through the year, you know, you wouldn't have felt, like, robbed of, like, potential closure. But obviously, like, it, this happening in March, right when the conference tournaments are starting, right the week of Selection Sunday, you know, this is, like, I've always said March and October are, like, two of my favorite sports months, mainly because with March you have the end of the NBA season, you have the NHL season with the playoffs right around the corner, which is the best time of the year for me. You know, baseball starting up again. you got the end of spring training, beginning of the regular season. Then in like October, you have baseball postseason, uh, NBA, NHL start back up, college basketball starts back up. So you get all, all these sports all at once. You get this equinox. And for this to strike right where it happened is just brutal. And to, I think you kind of touched on it, but like to rob like all the seniors of this opportunity oh, yeah. for their last game is just brutal. And like on a personal side, my brother plays Division three baseball. I, I've mentioned that several times throughout the years. But he's a senior now. And he's not even going to have he, – he was in Florida when this happened, when the NCAA decided to shut everything down. And for good measure, I'm 100% in agreement with everyone shutting it down. They 100% made the right call. And the Ivy League was, like you said, was way ahead of the curve. But he's, he can't even play – you know, have a, se- a real senior day. They had to do an impromptu senior day on, like, some neutral site in, in the middle of uh, Florida somewhere. And, it, like, I couldn't even be there, and I felt robbed of that. And that, like, he felt robbed of it. And it's just, it's just awful. And I just seeing it, like, obviously you have so many seniors throughout the country, but like just seeing him go through that is just incredibly painful. And it really put it into perspective about, obviously this is much bigger than sports. Like you keep saying, but to see them robbed of that. And like now his graduation's canceled. Like, oh yeah. Know, yeah. Heartbreaking. Normal senior week. It's, it's just robbed everyone of normalcy. And I've yeah. been trying to listen to other things to like kind of get back into the groove but you know sitting at home working from your desk with the whole world burning outside is a little difficult 
Yeah, it's definitely been crazy. You definitely feel for the seniors, athletic or non-athletic. This is probably, you know, I mean, you and I, we were a little biased because we had a national championship, but you could totally say that, you know, Villanova basketball, your senior year, a lot of it goes hand in hand with each other, but also senior year, you know, making all those memories, final memories, you make it through a miserable winter, weather's starting to get nice, March Madness, national championship, hopefully NCAA tournament, you have senior week graduation. So many schools have already decided to outright cancel their graduation. It's a rough time. It's a rough time. Normalcy, Chris. I, I don't know. I don't know when we're gonna have it because when it's that happened for a while. <laughs> yeah, when those when the news came first came out that you know first it was NBA, NHL, then every pro sports league started chiming in. NCAA completely shut down about five hours after the Big East tournament ended or more like three hours after the Big East tournament ended. And it was clear that it wasn't looking too good. And you hear the word indefinitely thrown around so many times. Unfortunately, every day, hour to hour, especially since from the Rudy Gobert Wednesday night thing, it just looks like the news has gotten worse with this virus. And it was definitely the right call. But it's just like, God, I think we're going to be locked in for a little while. Yeah. I mean, you look across the world, theoretically, we're, what, seven to ten days behind everybody uh, based on when the virus entered the country. And I was seeing what's going on in Italy. You're seeing what's going on in Italy, China. And they were locking down, like, way before us. And it's like, we're yeah. going for that. That's exactly where we're going. So I don't understand why everybody was, like, all out and about thinking this isn't going to happen to us. And then it, and then the whole world was put on hold Wednesday night, Thursday morning with sports. And I guess people our age and everyone who's, you know, has to deal with it. And obviously your, your livelihood's based on it, Eugene. Like, I don't even know how you're working right now. Yeah, I'm about to become a traffic reporter or weatherman, <laughs> honestly, for the next, like, five weeks. It, that's, and that's insane. Your whole livelihood just got uprooted just like that. And, like, now people are getting laid off because of it. Like, this is just – you can't even make sense of it. I'm at such a loss for words. And – you know, every, they always say it. Oh, it's one every 100 years. Like the last big one being like the Spanish flu. But society wasn't like like it was in, from 1918 to 1920. And not to mention they had a huge war going on. And so not like, a lot of people are alive still from that era. Exactly. Like, can we all just like just stay on our couches and be heroes through that? We don't have to go digging trenches in the middle of France. So please, just it just it's just awful. Awful. But let me tell you, I think this cabin fever has gone to some of these uh, ESPN analysts' heads because obviously there's no selection Sunday. Obviously there's no NCAA tournament. But that did not stop people from projecting, predicting, all these sorts of things. And obviously we knew that Villanova was most likely going to be in regardless, regardless of whatever the final standing was, even if they got eliminated first round or won the Big East tournament. They were most likely going to be a high seed, top four seed, no doubt. Most likely a three, like 89% chance of three, possibly squeeze into a two if they won. Who knows? Got some help. But you saw some of these predictions, man. First of all, I don't know what people are like. I don't, I don't care if it's like a, a computer simulation, but we're not losing to Northern Kentucky. We're not losing to Hofstra. <laughs> And also, you had some guys from ESPN like, oh, if you look at the final AP poll of the season, Kansas was number one. And, you know, to me, they were the most complete team. They should get a, a, a banner. And I'm just saying, what, what are you smoking right now? What, since when did we, you know, hand out banners for teams that looked good going into the NCAA tournament? Not that anyone deserves, you know, I don't, you know I'm not saying Villanova deserves a banner over them, but one, we did beat them. Two, we didn't even get to the chaos of March. We didn't let March Madness play itself out. Right. And you just can't be like, oh, Kansas looked good to me, so we're going to give it to them. <laughs> yeah, this isn't 1943 college football where there was like seven different polls and like there's seven different teams that claim they're like the national champion for that year because they all went like 6-0 and against like their local pub teams that they could somehow muster up games against. But this it, that makes no sense to me. Like, just the whole reason why the tournament exists is to, to have a champion. The poll means nothing. Like, who cares? That's just the guideline for people that I honestly I don't even know why we still have it, to be honest. But 
it still exists. And it's, it's always annoying when people are debating, oh, nine versus 10. Oh, we should have been nine or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, no, I know, I know just, Chris is very anti-polls. <laughs> I'm anti, I'm anti everything. But yeah, it's just, get rid of, uh, it's just oh, so bad. But <laughs> that, that argument's awful. And then yes, the two simulations that you're talking about. I saw the headline for one, and I believe it was CBS, where they had Villanova losing to Northern Kentucky in the simulation. <laughs> and I understand that that's how computers work. You know, you spit it out once, probability, all that stuff. Um, but once I saw the headline, I didn't read any further. I'm like, all right, you guys have fun doing that. But then I saw the ESPN one, and they're like, oh, it was like a BuzzFeed article. It's like, oh, our results are, will shock you. So I'm like, all right, you know what? Fine, I'll entertain it. <laughs> you fell for the clickbait. I did, I did. And, you know, with sports gone, which is the one thing we use to distract ourselves in times like these are now gone. So I decided to go in and read it, and I scrolled through, like, the East region. I think it was based off Lenardi's – I think it was based off Lenardi's latest bracketology. And get the Villanova Hofstra, which we were kind of thinking was going to happen anyway. And I'm like, they definitely have Hofstra winning here. And I'm like, well, behold, they do. And I'm like, all right, let me leave the rest of the article. And then I saw the championship was Wisconsin BYU. And I'm like, all right, this is just amazing. So, but, but to be honest, I, if Villanova played Hofstra, a little, little concern. I would have been a little concerned. A little bit. Well, no, no, no. We'll, it's all, we'll it's all about no. the narratives. It's all about the narratives. Well, obviously, I know the whole Jay Wright thing. That's the only reason why we'd be playing them there. But once again, like, come on, like both of the major news <laughs> outlets, sports <laughs> outlets, college basketball outlets, uh, Villanova losing in the first round. Come, come on, man. So uh, a lot of people were asking, you know, the NCAA, look, we're not going to have an NCAA tournament, but hey, can you still release a bracket? How do you feel about that? Because I'm going to get my take. This might be a little hot. I don't think we needed it. What do you what do you like? Okay, no. okay you you released a bracket. All right, so you give some teams closure, but you're now now you're just compounding the heartbreak of a bubble team that depended on what was going to happen in their conference tournament. Now and and they're you know first four out or second four out, whatever it may be, and now it's like, oh, you know people are going to lose. Just, you know, just leave it as a question mark. Even if they released a bracket, it wouldn't have mattered. You would have just had – I guess, you know, you would still have content. You would still have people talking and chit-chat and this and that. But I feel like overall, it's just better to keep it a mystery. Leave us at the cliffhanger. A hundred percent correct. Like, first of all, obviously the conference tournaments didn't happen. So how would you even know? Like, would you release, like, three different brackets, like, for each scenario? So like what I they did was the regular season champ got the auto bid. No, and we all know that doesn't happen. So yeah, at least yeah, at least in some of the smaller uh, conferences. Right, like Hofstra. Like I, I don't know if they ended up winning their. Did they play it out? I don't know if they did. But let's just say, let's just use them for like an example. Like, what if Hofstra like didn't win? Like, so does that like that would have thrown off like all the the rest of the bracket then? Because obviously Villanova wouldn't have been playing them in the first round because uh, of that narrative not being there. So. It's completely fake. So you, you, there was no way we, I would have been okay with it because obviously the conference tournaments didn't play out. And second of all, if you did release a bracket, you would have had every Jamoke out there like debating like the eight nine matchups for like days. And, like, <laughs> oh, they would have won. Oh, they would have won. And it's just like, and then you go further down the bracket, and it's just like you would have never had a universal agreement on anything. Let's be honest. I'm not in the mood for fighting anymore. Yeah, <laughs> right now. Yeah, right now we need we need some love, some hand sanitizer, some okay. soap and water. Yeah, TP for everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's these are the things we fight for right now. Yeah. So with that said, I'm I'm glad they didn't. I believe public pressure was actually kind of getting to them. I think that was the only reason why it was a thing in the first place. But I, I was perfectly okay with them not doing anything with it. Yeah, but I guess we did get those crazy simulations from ESPN and all the other guys. Crazy people. Crazy people. I mean, did you really expect anything else? No. And I guess we did get some I – don't, I, see, I wouldn't even call the final top 25 closure. I mean, I guess it's nice to see that Villanova finishes the top 10 team. And the, the, the Big East was pretty well represented. I mean, you had Seton Hall at 15, Crane at 7, Butler at 23. That's nice, but – would love to see the tournament. Like at this point, all this stuff seems pretty arbitrary and bonus. Sucks that there was no NCAA tournament, but it it really is crazy, Chris. I almost forgot about that time when we did talk about it and we did have that question on the show. What is the percent chance that the NCAA cancels their March Madness or NCAA tournament? 
I do remember saying 2%. Wow. <laughs> we come so far and away. Not just the NCAA. Everybody's shutting things down. Yeah. Everything's been shut down. And I did listen back to that episode. And I don't mean to toot my own horn. I wish I was wrong. But I, I, was, I basically said, like, if we'll see over the next two weeks. If it spreads, I'll put it at over 50%. And what ended up happening, it, it spread all right. But I bought into your argument, dude, that if there was no way they were going to cancel it because of the money involved, I was thinking no fans at the bare minimum. Yeah, but and we were getting there. We were getting there. We were getting there. That's for sure. But then Rudy Gobert happened, and honestly, yeah, that probably, was it. Yeah. probably did everyone a favor. Let's, like not Obviously, not spreading it was a good thing, but I mean, the fact he, that he contracted it and was tested positive for it, it, it set things into motion a little quicker than what I think would have happened. And it's probably for the best. Also on the flip side of that, don't go around touching everything. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. I mean, I'm sure he learned his lesson now, but God. <laughs> touching all the microphones, literally saying this doesn't exist. Also, I want someone to check in on one of the kids. So, Someone checked in. The kid that he gave an autograph to, I'm not sure if it was the same day or around that time, mm-hmm. that kid tested positive for coronavirus. But in that same game, he handed a kid his sweaty arm sleeve, and I don't think anybody followed up with that fan. Someone please check on that fan. Look look back on the tapes, but he hands off an arm sleeve to someone. I hope someone checked in on that. But right now, you know, you really feel for the senior athletes. You really feel for all the people – dealing with battling with coronavirus right now. We don't really have seniors. I mean, we do have Tim Saunders, walk-on, shout-out to the walk-on, shout-out to the bench, Bob. We do have senior managers, senior cheerleaders, senior dance team members, fans, of course, students, I mean. But, so, we're, you know, we're, we're feeling pretty good. I mean, we're, we don't know what's going to happen with Sadiq Bay. We can talk about that. I, I saw that we did get a question about him in the mailbag, so I'll save that conversation for that. But we're feeling pretty good. Reloading next year. If everyone's back, I mean, we talk about it all the time, but you got this. You know, now that's the motivation. I mean, this team started. Who knows, man? Who knows? Reloading, reloading. That's what matters. They, uh, they will certainly have a very deep and talented team. Assuming, assuming next year even starts. I, I don't. Need, I don't mean to go. Oh man, you're looking. You're looking already that far ahead. I don't want to go doomsday, but like, you know, Derby's already canceled. You know, baseball's probably not starting till July. Like, we only got what a month after that until kids are back on campuses. Like, will it be gone by then, or will it be under control? It won't be gone, but it will be under control by then. But assuming that the NCAA season starts anew at its regular schedule time, Villanova should be a top five team out of the gate, and and. If Sadiq Bey returns, I guarantee that. If he doesn't, maybe not. But if he's back, I just it's going to be wow. It's just going to be so much fun. Oh, my God. Fun. Fun. I mean, oof. I'm Got ready. Caleb Daniels off the, the transfer redshirt. You'll have Eric Dixon off the regular yeah. redshirt. You're going to get me to the dry race board, drawing up crazy <laughs> concepts in excitement. <laughs> But oh my god, yeah. If if he's back, if everyone's back, I don't know. Did you see Colin Gillespie's Instagram post, by the way? At this at this time of year, you know, <laughs> there's not much to cling hope onto. But when you gotta deeply overanalyze things, we're not gonna choose to overanalyze, you know, what could have been or you know, projections, computer simulations, Dayton winning the national championship according to one I saw, or Wisconsin BYU final. No, I don't know about that. Definitely not losing Northern Kentucky. Definitely not losing a Hofstra, I'll tell you that. But I do know Colin Gillespie's Instagram post, he said we're all coming back next year. And you can't say we without Sadiq Bay. So <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll overanalyze. I will irresponsibly overanalyze that right now. As I sit here in my quarantined room, living inside for the last – what has it been like 48, 72 hours, 96 hours? Yeah. I will overanalyze the heck out of this Instagram post. I hope everyone is okay right now. I hope everyone's got bubble wrap on. I don't want, I want minimal contact with this basketball team. I hope everyone's in contact via FaceTime or call. 
And I hope that everyone is responsibly practicing social distancing on that team because, oh, man, oh, man. I saw that post, Chris, and that gave me hope. That gave me hope. And it was a nice little address, too, kind of talking about, like, oh, yeah, you know, it was anticlimactic ending, this and that. But we're all coming back next year, Chris. Chris, they're all coming back. I, I hope so. Percent that chance be- percent chance that Kong Gillespie's IG is, should be treated as gospel. I'll go in right now. I'll answer for you. 100%. I am all in on this. I believe CG. I believe CG. Well, well, the last time you gave a percentage chance of something happening, the exact opposite happened. So now I'm concerned. But that being said, you know what? Screw it. We need, we need a little bit of – We need hope, baby. We need hope, baby. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's believe it for what it is. Now, obviously, things can change. The fluid situation, got to throw that out there because God knows what's going to happen with if, – if, you know what? I don't even know if the combine is going to happen. So what the hell uh, – who the hell knows? Yeah, no, yeah. The draft calendar is completely out of whack. Recruiting is already pretty much – Done? Not done, but it's in like the whole calendar is in complete like whack yeah. right now. Yeah, I, I can't even begin to wrap my head around it. But I, I, I would hope he stays. And I don't mean to make this – turn this whole thing into a positive, but small, small, small silver lining to the NCAA tournament getting canceled is that, you know, Sadiq Bay never really had that deep run. So maybe, maybe – More maybe incentive has, to come he back. The, maybe he has the itch to make a deep run and to – go off and have all these accolades but i mean if you're giving them top top notch grades like first mid first round grades maybe lottery pick like how do you say no to that if you're him but yeah i I would love to know what the draft calendar is looking like in terms of workouts is draft still on what's it gonna be are they pushing it back i guess a lot is gonna depend on what happens over the next two or three weeks in terms of the progress or process of where we are with coronavirus but right now i mean not looking too hot for uh may june i don't know i don't know i don't know if, if the cdc is to be believed which they 100 percent are they say eight weeks minimum and that puts us into june yeah, may, see, well, well, mid-may but yeah get, yep. get yeah we're bozos we don't know what we're talking about and we'll tell coaches what to do but when you bring in the cdc i'm not going to tell them what how to do their <laughs> job i'm not gonna <laughs> Doctors, okay, all right, you guys got it, please. One authority we will not question and should not question, <laughs> unlike the bunch of idiots in Florida right now, spring breaking, thinking it's perfectly okay to be. Yeah, but I better I, I better not see any Villanovans on that. I know exactly what video you're talking about because it took complete it took yeah. the internet by storm yesterday. Yeah. That CBS News article or feature video on teens spring uh spring breaking down in florida yeah i know what you're talking about yep don't mean to be old old man yells at cloud but uh no i don't think that would be even applicable here it's it's a freaking global pandemic (laughs) stay home what is so hard yeah and it's like you already know everything's closed like all bars and restaurants it's like why why still go also the people who went on cruises after like the first couple that had got stranded or put on lockdown because of this virus like what are you doing why are you still going on a cruise i mean really like people get sick on those like regardless if there's a global pandemic going around like if you saw like all the stats from like initially when this whole thing was first kicking up you like the that initial cruise that was infected had its own population in terms of like listed out against like the countries when it was still in its early stages. It was just like, that's how many people got infected from it. Like, what are you doing? Stay home. It's the easiest thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you know, I'm used to this work at, I mean, not that I'm no, sorry. I take it back. I mean, I've been working at home pretty much for the last three months regardless, but I'm not going to lie. You know, it's a, it's a little hard to focus up. It's a little hard to focus up. It, it is. We got every other distraction in the household, so yeah. it's it's incredibly tough with no one breathing down your neck really. And it's just like, oh yeah, you get an email. Oh, can you please do this? Oh yeah, sure, I'll take care of that. And then you look at your phone, and for five minutes, and then five minutes becomes an hour, and then you watch a few more YouTube videos, and then the next thing you know, it's the end of the day. Yeah, the next thing you know, you're you're watching 2021 cl- uh, class of 2021 recruiting highlight tapes. I don't <laughs> even know if this guy is on Villanova's radar, but he should. Here I am writing a strongly worded email to the coaching staff. We got to get this guy. Check this guy out. 
under my anonymous burner email account. And then before I know it, I was like, oh man, I could have written like three posts for view hoops. What am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> Get sidetracked. Snacking. I'm going to be starting on snacking. Oh yeah. That's another thing. Yeah. Board eating. That's, that is certainly weird. It's ugly head again. Yeah. This is just so strange because, you know, we would usually give like a, a heartfelt goodbye to the seniors and we definitely are down for our boy, Tim Saunders on the bench. Shout out bench Bob. But there's no games to talk about. We're talking more about a virus, which has completely ravaged the sports world in terms of shutting everything down, keeping fans at home, athletes at home. Some athletes are dealing with it. And it's just a, a very strange time right now because there's really nothing to compare this to that anyone has really experienced, at least not to this big of a scale. So, Chris, you know, it, we're in this weird state of limbo. If you ask me, like, when it first happened, I probably would be more upset. But when you look at all the other sports leagues shut down, you think, you know what, this is definitely bigger than sports, and this is definitely a real threat. It's time, if you haven't already, to start taking this thing a little more seriously, pay a little more attention, be a little more cautious with handshakes, fist bumps, space, this and that, what you touch. And at, at this point, Chris, you know, it, it's weird. It's it's not really a sad feeling. I mean, I guess it is because it's like you look back at the season and it didn't end in a win or a loss. It's more like a giant question mark. But, you know, I'm not overly as sad as I was, like, for example, when we lost to Purdue last year or a couple years before or three years before that when we lost to Wisconsin in the second round. It's just a weird, like, wow, we're just going to say goodbye to people. Season finale. Thank you for listening. We might be back throughout the summer with whatever, whatever special broadcast, but we're ending this pod on a very weird state of limbo. Yes, a completely empty void is how I feel right now. At least, like you said, with those other losses, you felt you felt something. And yeah, initially I was initially scared and sad and mad. Now back to scared and sad again. Because we got robbed. Everyone got robbed. The fans got yeah. robbed. The players got robbed. The coaches got everyone got robbed. And this, this, no one's ever done this before. This, this hasn't ever happened in our society where everything just gets canceled. So to see championships not be awarded, games not being played out is just completely surreal on top of, you know, the actual world shutting down as well with businesses and schools and everything borders being shut down and people staying in their homes it's just crazy yeah yeah this is i don't know how you send off on this but as always everybody knows no matter what we got the questions we got the mailbag we got to do our civic duty at least and answer these questions that you the listeners have sent out to us chris we got a few in here first one is from david letts he actually asked me this shortly after the biggest tournament ended and i wasn't sure if we were going to do this last pot on Tuesday or Thursday, but there was just so much that just needed adjusting to and preparation for that we couldn't do it on Tuesday. So here we are on Thursday with the season finale, season five finale. And this first one from David Letts, I would very much appreciate early predictions this year versus actual results. I give the team an A for performing, finish top 10. Chris, where does this team, you know, in terms of where you were going into this year, your early season expectations to where they finish now. What grade do you give this year's Cats? Well, if we're looking at it from the sheer number standpoint, technically the season never happened because they started at 10 and ended at 10, I believe. So it's almost as if it all ever happened. It was all a dream. But uh, overall, I mean, it's hard to make a complete you know, analysis of it or a complete complete feeling of how the whole season went because obviously March didn't happen and that's the most important games and that would have been put put up or shut up time for this team but throughout the year obviously we got to see Colin Gillespie blossom into a high-end point guard in the Big East but not not only in the Big East but in the entire country we saw Sadiq Bey hit other worldly worldly levels during certain games out there and it was a treat to watch pretty much night in and night out we saw Justin Moore take on a role that's given to him on merit and how he took that starting role. And, you know, maybe he had a little a few hiccups in the beginning, but he, he grabbed the bull by the horns and he took off and ran with it. And just to see him develop into that type of player was great. So those are like some big positives. 
um, some negatives. You know, DCR kind of fell off the grid a bit. Uh, Cole Swider didn't really show much of anything this year. Obviously, Antoine's injury kind of threw a whole wrench into the whole operation. So, but obviously, those things, I think those things can be approved upon. Obviously, DCR will be coming back. Hopefully, he'll be coming back for senior year, assuming he doesn't transfer. So, hopefully, he can work everything in the offseason. Swider's going to be a junior. Hopefully, he can get everything kind of sorted out. Antoine will have a whole extended period of time now to rehab, and he should be coming in guns blazing. And then hopefully Sadiq Bay stays and, you know, he can build upon last year and Colin's going to be going to stay. And he could build upon last year. So I would say there's definitely more positives than negatives in the entire year. I would give it a B plus A minus, honestly, it, with the, also a hint of incomplete because we just don't know how the season would have played out. But well, otherwise, I was really happy with them throughout the year. Yes, they had their hiccups, but they seem to always find their way and especially in a quote-unquote retooling, rebuilding, transitioning year. Yeah, it's, it's very hard to gauge because, unfortunately, so much is weighed upon what happens in the postseason. And, you know, I think if this team lost in the second round versus made it to the second weekend, that would probably be the difference between one letter grade in my eyes or at least a, a, a plus versus a minus. And, unfortunately, we don't have that. But what we do have – it's a team that went 24 and 7, 13 and 5 in the Big East. Very good record. Was easily there with at the top all year round in a year where Seton Hall was a worthy challenger. Creighton emerged as a very good challenger. But Villanova was able to continue its stretch of regular season championships. Even when the race kind of seemed like it was slipping out of their hands, they got that must win game at Seton Hall during their senior night, spoiling the festivities to hang in there and then got the win against Georgetown with a little help from Creighton to clinch a share of the regular season title. And that's awesome. Especially when we look back, the Ohio state loss wasn't the greatest at the time. The Baylor loss was a little frustrating because they had it in the bag and Baylor wasn't exactly the top ranked or the highly ranked team that it was yet. Then you had a, a three game losing stretch in Big East play that kind of had our confidence wavering a little bit between Creighton, Butler, and Seton Hall. Then they came back and bounced back strong with a five-game winning streak. And as we mentioned, you know, they were able to snag the uh, at least a share of the regular season title. I think it was pretty good. I mean, you know, we beat Kansas. That was probably a huge one. uh, Not probably, definitely a huge one. You mentioned a lot of the different individual guys that I definitely wanted to highlight, like Colin Gillespie, Sadiq Bey, Warriors. Justin Moore coming out of the bat adapting pretty well or adjusting on the fly with Brian Antoine Hurt. He stepped into a big role right away. And this team overall, you know, you look at from where they were in November, yeah, we knew the offense was there. We knew that they had the scoring punches and the guys who could do it. But the just a quick improvement that just seemed to happen on the defensive end, especially around holiday time, Christmas time, starting with the Kansas game, because we were worried about that Delaware game. That St. Joe's game where it looked like the defense was struggling to keep guys in check. And then all of a sudden we won a game against Kansas using our defense. And then from there, many more from that with a solid start to Big East play. Chris, I, I'm with you, man. I, I give this team like an A minus, an A. I mean, I think it was pretty good. I think we expected them to be good, especially towards the end of the year. I'm not going to wait too much on the preseason ranking because I felt like at that time people just kind of gave them like, oh, it's Nova. There were 10 when I feel like the team was, you know, way too young. Didn't really have, like, I'm not saying that I think they definitely deserve to be preseason top 25, but maybe 10 was a little too high, but I was glad to see that they fulfilled that expectation finishing at 10 at the end of the year. And I, I think you could safely say for sure that this was definitely a top 10 team, top 15 team at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, we won't get to see what could have or should have or might have happened in March Madness, in the NCAA tournament, in the Big East tournament. But I think that it would have been pretty good to watch, and I can't wait to see what happens next year. But I, I give this team an AA minus for sure. Yeah, I mean, considering what we were thinking at the beginning of the year, yes, def- definitely. I didn't think well, – I guess when we kind of ran through our own predictions, we kind of ended up giving them a record that we were like, oh, yeah, they probably could win the Big East with that, and they should be win the Big East with that. All things considered, the way the season played out, you know, that horrid stretch with Creighton, Seton Hall, and Butler all kind of happening within a week, playing really tough games and just they just 
seemed to be a little bit unlucky in those situations. But then they kind of hit their stride late in the year. Yeah, I, I, I was very impressed with them. They yeah. never really fell out of it and out of any game really outside of the Ohio State one where they just got absolutely yeah. blitzed. But, you know, they were in every game. And, you know, the defense was improving from uh, the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Baby steps along the way. The offense seemed to be a little bit more consistent toward the end. Yes, it still had its lulls. But as a team, I still thought they were really good. And even Ken Palm backs that up. So, yeah, I – I was really impressed with them this year. It's just really a shame we can't get to see it in the limelight. Yeah, and we got you know you definitely had to put an asterisk on that day because so much really does you know when you look at a year when you look at a season, so much really does hinge upon the end. As much as sometimes we say it shouldn't, at least when it didn't go our way, Ella second round exits, but it really does. It really does. Unfortunately. And but you look at the numbers from a number standpoint, you know, finishing top twenty in Ken Palm offensive efficiency, and then top forty in defense efficiency, especially for a team that I don't think forty was forty was like top forty was not looking like it was in the picture, especially in <laughs> November. So I think yeah. this team definitely was definitely one of the better ones. I, Chris, I definitely agree with all the individual standpoints that you touched upon between Gillespie and Bay, like, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, to me, those were, like, the biggest – I don't want to say surprises, but those were, like, the most impressive things for me from Sadiq Bay quickly emerging as a NBA conversation, you know, draftee as a sophomore, and then Gillespie continuing to redefine what his ceiling is. Amazing. Amazing. But, yeah, right now, I mean, A, it looks like it's pretty good on both of our ends. And with that, Dave, we hope that answers your question, and we'll move on to the next one. And that is from Fred Rung. The only thing we can discuss at this stage, what's the roster looking like next year? Chances of Bay returning? Any 2020 recruiting or is the roster just too full? I'll leave that up to you, buddy. You know the recruiting situation more than I, but I would take a guess and there's nothing. I saw that we were making a little bit of a move, but I think also that a lot of that depends on if Bay decides to leave. I think that the recruiting calendar and – the draft calendar being completely thrown off will kind of unfortunately hamper my prediction for this. But I think, you know, as we mentioned all the time, this roster is going to look so exciting. I can't wait to see what Caleb Daniels can do. Eric Dixon is someone that I think some people have forgotten about, but I've watched him play some Philly hoops for a city basketball love. And I love his game. I think he can really be a stretch big and really contribute. And, you know, Shaq fit works wonders and a redshirt year works wonders. So I think he'll definitely look pretty good. Brian Antoine, definitely, you got to hope for a brighter future. Looked like, unfortunately, this year just wasn't his year. The shoulder injury is very tough to come back from. At least he didn't redshirt, I guess. But, you know, it's just not easy, especially as a basketball player for a shoulder. A completely torn rotator cuff labrum, no, no fun. But with Bay, I don't know where he stands. But I personally think he's coming back. And the only reason I say that is I don't know if he's like Jalen in the sense that, you know, so many people speculated, oh, when is Jalen leaving? Is Jalen leaving after freshman year? Oh, is Jalen leaving after his sophomore year? But the whole time, he was just like, obviously the NBA was always there, but I didn't really pay it any mind because I knew I wanted my degree. I don't know what kind of guy Sadiq Bey is. I haven't asked him personally that question. Would he put everything off for a degree? For Jalen, was no question. I mean, Jalen even – went so far to graduate a full year early just so he could get that degree early to go to finally go to the NBA. I, I feel like Sadiq might be one of those people. I think that he does value a degree, whether that means he's going to try to accelerate the process. I don't know. Possibly. But he just strikes me. Maybe it's because everyone from Villanova strikes me as the kind of people who would try to get that degree. And I, I don't think that's changed for Sadiq. Even with all that's happened. And yes, Chris, like you mentioned before, I feel like this little spot of limbo, he didn't really get to dazzle on the big stage. And I feel like he could have been one of the guys. We He could have been easily one of the heroes of March that everyone talks about at a national level. Some people were starting to get hold of that. But obviously, you know, when you do it in the first round, second round, or second weekend, Sweet 16, Elite Eight, everyone notices and I, yeah, him being robbed of that big opportunity, I think he, yeah, I think he comes back and definitely improves upon that draft stock. I hope you're right, man. I really hope he's back. It would be fun. 
would be really, really fun. It would be fun without him, but it would be more fun with him. Oh, it would be 50 times more fun with him. Yeah, unfortunately, Fred, with the recruiting question, so much depends on that Bay move, what he decides to do for the future, whether he stays or goes. But I, I don't know. I, I don't have the guy's name on top of my head, but I did see earlier this week or a couple of days ago, Villanova was in the mix for a 2020 candidate, three-star guy. I think he peaked at one point at four stars, but I'm going to have to double-check the name and get back to you, but I know that that, to me, is a sign that Villanova is ready for a backup plan in case something happens because they haven't really done much on the 2020 scene. Not that, you know, they could. I mean, the roster is pretty full, but seeing that tells me it's possible. They're just getting ready just in case, and hopefully Sadiq comes back, but we'll see. Next question is from K-Mac. If you had to quarantine with two former players from the past 10 seasons, who would it be and why? Well, that's a good question. Somewhat fun. Uh, well, Daryl would be one. Oh, shout-outs to the homie. <laughs> uh, Daryl would be one. And if I had to go another one, maybe Mikhail because – Mikhail Bridges, maybe because – He's a joke, you know, That – I think a big-time video gamer – well, so is Josh Hart, but – I think with bridges, like if you're all, like if you're sitting like on the couch, obviously at a safe distance, you know, <laughs> you, have like a you have a mini fridge there. He could just activate his go, go gadget arms, grab, grab you, whatever your beverage of choices and then pass it to you. So he, not only is he fun and a good video game person, but he would also be uh, useful for, you know, obtaining stuff. So I, I would go with Mikhail and Daryl. Yeah, I was definitely going to say Daryl, but for the sake of being different, I'll give two different ones. Uh, man, I, I, you know, honestly, for me, I think it's going to be Josh Hart and Dylan Ennis, which, uh, yeah, no, I mean, no, does no, Dylan no, Ennis count? But no. Dylan Ennis was my boy, man. You know that. You know, he was so sick. We had ACS together, one of the chillest dudes I've ever met, so down to earth, so real. Um, I know he left Villanova, and that kind of made me a little sad. But, yes, honestly, just he's a really chill dude. and. Josh, I mean, come on. He, yeah, like you said, he's a gamer. So what else are you doing these days? I mean, you're not going outside. You got <laughs> to pass the time somehow. And he's a pretty funny guy also. So uh, definitely, I think those two for me. Going off personal relationships. The other guy that I was thinking was Chef. That's, yeah. another, that's another chill dude too. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's halfway across the country. I mean, not across, halfway across the world. Or he is across <laughs> the world. What am I saying? <laughs> But, yeah, no, yeah, those, those are my guys. My yeah, he would have been my third option. Next question from Terry J. Chamil. Will Jay look at a transfer if or when Bay leaves? Country's leading rebounder leaving Baker. Connection? I don't know. I think it's possible. Uh, when was the last time Jay checked the transfer market? Caleb Daniels. Mm-hmm. And if we're looking at immediate replacement grad transfer, Joe Cremo. Yes, and we all know how that went. And then if you look before that, you got Eric Pascal. Good. Good. If you look before that, you got Dylan Ennis, Tony yeah. Chenault. Yeah. Yo, come on. Come on. Well, uh, on court, we're talking on court. I mean, he, was, uh, he was okay. We'll leave it at that. I mean, that's possible. I don't see why not. I mean, it might be easier. I guess it would probably be easier to snag someone versus, like, trying – but we also can – I don't know. It depends because, you know, some ways I guess it might be easier to just go into the transfer market, but we are also at the point where we can just slide in late in any high school players recruitment and, you know, make our pitch, put our offer down on the table and go from there. Yeah. I know you've been really beating that drum for the past couple of years now. That's entirely true. So I don't know. Do they go after a transfer? I, I doubt it. I, I really do. I mean, they have such a full roster, even without Bay next year. I feel like it would be a, a tough squeeze. No. Or am I looking at the, looking at it wrong? Well, well, he's looking at it if, if he leaves. Like, if he leaves, like, will he go into the transfer market? Well, no, I'm saying if he does leave, wouldn't the roster still kind of be a little jammed up? You uh, yeah, think? I guess, I, guess, I guess you have a point there, yeah. I mean, if you go out and get a transfer, obviously that's going to be a guy that's going to help you win now. I don't think it's going to be like a development project. I would think it would be like a one-year mercenary type guy, which I'm perfectly fine with in a vacuum. But what if it's blocking like Eric Dixon or something, like limiting his minutes? Like, is it is it worth it in the long run? I don't know. I don't know. These are good questions. But we have a whole extended off season to figure it out now. Oh.
The next question is from Brendan Riley. How is your new quarantine life going? I mean, going off of that question. Yeah, Chris, how's your new <laughs> quarantine life going? Yeah, it's, it's going as well as it could be so far. You know, wake up a little bit later than usual, so you get to sleep in a bit, which is nice. You work for your few, a few hours, a couple hours, and then you play video games the rest of the time. and you, you eat somewhere in between there, and that's it. It's pretty much the extent of that. What, what, are, what are we playing, Chris? What are we playing? What uh, games are we playing? Well, my brother brought home the PS4, so I actually was able to re-download the Sly Cooper games, which Classic. are my ultimate favorite games of all time. So I've been playing those, apparently, while he's not playing 2K. But I, on my phone, I downloaded the uh, Game Boy Color. Or no, not Game Boy Color. It was Game Boy Advance uh, Classic. emulator. Classic. So I, I've been playing Pokemon Fire Red for a while. So. Oh, baby. Take me back to the childhood. It's awesome. It's great. And then if I beat that sometime soon, I will probably move on to Pokemon Yellow, which I know like the back of my hand. So what about you? What are you up to? You know, quarantine life is uh, it's, it's okay. I mean, it kind of stinks not being able to go out as much as I would like. It's kind of crazy because it's like, oh, all the sports shut down. So I have all this free time and no one to spend it with. But uh, I will say flattening the curve. Yeah, there's definitely not a lot of that that's been happening. Uh, a lot of snacks. A lot of snacks. Life has definitely been a little more relaxing. You do get to sleep in a little bit. Waking up a little early to get this one in on time. Not slacking there. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been pretty good. I mean, between work, I mean, I was working from home pretty recently anyway for the last month or so. But uh, I do miss fresh air. I do miss hanging out with friends. But uh, it's been a lot of work, been a lot of FaceTimes, a lot of Zoom meetings, watching stuff on TV. I don't know. TV has been pretty light. I mean, outside of, like, old games, I haven't really been watching too much TV. Mm-hmm. Been firing up the old PS4, getting reacquainted with that. Uh, but it's 2K and Call of Duty. And uh, honestly, I, I feel like I'm a teenager again. It's, it's crazy. You're playing video games. You do your work. You just lounge at home all day. You talk to your friends over AIM or like Facebook Messenger, like text. <laughs> I honestly feel like a teenager again. You know, you're FaceTiming your crush for like four hours. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I'm back senior year of high school again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you're just laying on your butt. Yeah. Eating as much as you can. Yep. Chips off your stomach. Yeah. It's, yep. it's, 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 it's taking you back to the golden days. Oh, yeah. And, and then, oh, it's much more simple. And the other thing, too, is, uh, yeah, so speaking of snacks and stuff, yeah, I, I ordered a bunch of workout equipment off Amazon. I can't wait for that to come in. Going to get some dumbbells, get a little home gym going, because God knows, uh, I feel like we're going to be cooped up for a while, so we can't, can't be slacking too much. Can't be slacking too much on the gym. I do I miss know. the gym. That's another I thing know. I miss. But, that uh, was the biggest sacrifice. <laughs> right now <laughs> well, yeah once the dumbbells come in we're gonna have a little circuit training some sprint i got a nice big set of stairs that lead up to my house or apartment rather so we're gonna be running those it's gonna be we're gonna stay active it's just yeah i think i'll be fine i think i'll be good it's been a lot better than i thought it was gonna be not gonna lie yeah it's going it's going all right so far but we're we're in this for the long haul <laughs> yeah check back in with me in like two weeks because uh, mm-hmm. i think maybe it might my baby my opinion might change it will probably change. <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be a while. Don't get bored of what you're doing. Definitely a lot of snacking. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, but yes. And watching class of twenty twenty one college basketball. I mean, not college basketball highlights. Recruiting. You know, I've actually dived into rewatching pretty much all my favorite sports highlights again. Team team wise, obviously, a lot of Villanova games, obviously. Do Packer ones, do Devils ones, Yankee ones. I think that's the only way you can really cope with it. See, that's a little better. I mean, I found myself the other day watching a four-part YouTube documentary on Mikey Williams, a five-star eighth grader, ninth grader. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and at the end of it, I was like, or no, I think on part three, I was like, what am I doing? I'm literally watching a multi-part YouTube documentary on a eighth grader or ninth grader. But at the same time, how does this kid have a million views? And then you see him dunk. Wow. These are what the kids are doing these days. Is he, is he a current recruit or is he one that like flamed out and that's why they have the documentary? No, no. He's, yeah, he's literally an eighth grading. He's an eighth grade dunking sensation. Like, at the, like yeah, currently. Everyone's talking about Ronnie, but I think this guy's actually might be better. 
Yeah, he was he was throwing down posterizers in seventh grade, and I was just sitting there thinking, yeah, no, no one did that when I was in seventh grade. <laughs> this is what we've turned to at State of the Nova Nation. Yeah, like I, I watched him in this documentary get his millionth follower on Instagram, and I was sitting there thinking, why am I why am I hyped for this kid? <laughs> <laughs> Man, it, it must be a real good documentary. You got room for him by part two. <laughs> I I did not follow him on Instagram. I'll I'll say that. But he does have a million followers, so that's pretty insane. Where is he based out of? Cali, I think. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, right now like I could want you know, there's only so many old games I could take, but at the same time, if you don't know the game and you don't know the result of an old game, oh it's just as exciting. Just as exciting. Yes. I watched I mean, I an old boxing match the other day, Oscar De La Hoya Hopkins fight, and I think that fight happened in like mid two thousands. It was like way too young. Oh my god, it was amazing! It was amazing. Enjoyed that's, every minute. That sounds cool. I feel like boxing matches. It was like a full fight and like not yeah. not highlights, right? And, yeah, it was yeah, a I full like full match. fight. Did not know what happened like back then, mm-hmm. and it, I was watching it as if I was watching it for the first time, and it was awesome. That's that's great. It's funny you mentioned that. I actually rewatched an entire baseball game from, I believe, the nineteen sixty one World Series. I believe it was. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, between, you're, you're you're upgrading the game right here. <laughs> between it was between the Yankees and the Dodgers. I forget what year. I'd like to say nineteen sixty one, but don't quote me on it. It was a game seven. So unfortunately, I didn't know the result because obviously the Yankees beat the Dodgers pretty much every single year. But maybe it was the fifties. I gotta I gotta look it up. But it was it was just pretty cool to just see the complete time difference and how the game is played from then on out. But, I mean, hey, I got to see Mickey Mantle play baseball. That was cool. All right. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thank you so much for listening to the State of the Nova Nation, supporting the show all season long. If you're new, catch you back next year. It's a really a fun time. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show at View Hoops or at State of the Nova Nation. You do so on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Megaphone. You got so many options. I just want to thank everyone for listening. I tell Chris this every time, every year. We don't know if we're ever going to be back. But I think at this point, I just say that just out of tradition. Because when we started out, we had no idea it was going to be like this. We see the numbers. We see the stats. We see the rankings. We used to flex them every week. But then... Just kind of like the cats, you got to act like you've been there before. And so we started following to that and started sticking to that. But we couldn't smash the big, we couldn't smash the Big Ten network without you guys. Thank you so much for the support over the last few years and this year too. We've been doing it now for five years. Uh, five years, four years on the audio <laughs> format. Yes. Started out as a YouTube show. Please don't look it up. Not my shining moment. <laughs> there was a lot of growing pains there. But uh, started out as a YouTube show, moved it to the audio format, which was funny because Chris had always recommended it. And then I was like, all right, let's do this. Ever since then, we've been having a blast. We hope you guys have enjoyed it half as much as we've enjoyed putting it together for you. 35 episodes up, 35 episodes down. Thank you again. We really appreciate it. We see it. Nova Nation runs deep. 49 different countries. Thank you so much for tuning in each week, uh, twice a week. Once a week sometimes when we're slacking. Mostly I'm slacking. But thank you so much for listening. Please continue to check back at viewhoops.com. We're going to continue to pump out content. It might not be March Madness, but we're taking a nice little trip through time. Going back, kind of what we've been doing already, looking back at old games. But Catherine Ryan, Ryan Bowman, they're putting together this cool project of notable Villanova games from the past. I know Bowman's got the brackets going. Catherine Ryan's thinking of doing like a little game watch where everyone can watch old games. So it's going to be cool. We're not sleeping yet. As John Rothstein says, we sleep in May. No, we're not sleeping at all, period. Thank you again. Please follow VU Hoops on social media, at VU Hoops, at Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me, Eugene Repay, at Repay 5 And I'm Chris Lanziel. I got nothing. It is funny, Eugene, that this is basically our show's senior year, if you think about it. The audio form, anyway. Hopefully, we'll be back for our fifth-year senior moment next year. It would be uh, real cool. Thank you to everybody for listening throughout the year. Can't thank you enough. And please, to everyone, stay safe, stay home, 
and stay healthy. Thanks again. Thank you, everyone, for your support. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you again for the feedback, negative or positive. It always helps us get better, and you guys motivate us as well. And please, please, please take care of yourself during this time. Crazy times are upon us, but wash your hands, take your vitamins, and we'll catch you next year unless if we have some special broadcasts, and I think we might have some in the works. We'll stay tuned on that. We're not going to say a little too much on that. But we might have a few things popping up over the summer. Or, you know what, even as much as in within the month or so. So catch you later. Take care of yourself. Wash your hands. And let's go, cats.